Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be talking about some breakout wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. Before we get into the video, I'd actually like to explain to you what a breakout wide receiver is. So a breakout is a guy that had pretty much just an okay season the season before, or a season that was pretty good, but he just didn't quite get to the point where he truly broke out and had that amazing season that we all believe, or I personally believe, that the player could have. So before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free and it helps me out a whole, whole bunch. I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Breakout wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. First wide receiver to talk about here is wide receiver Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. FFPC ADP 43.35. What FFPC is, is high stakes leagues, like $100 plus leagues being drafted right now. ADP is average draft position, so the 45th player off the board. He is an Atlanta Falcon, 6'1", 189 pounds, 25 years old, out of Alabama. He ran a 4.43 40-yard dash, 86th percentile, 64th percentile speed score, 2nd percentile burst score, 42nd percentile agility score, and a 24th percentile catch radius. I don't put too much necessarily weight into the workout metrics. I think, sure, sometimes it tells you how athletic the guy is, but just because some guy is a monster athlete, a freak athlete, doesn't mean that they're necessarily the greatest player to ever grace the NFL. So to talk about it real quick, Calvin Ridley's ADP right now, wide receiver number 17 off the board on ESPN pick 44, and is a fourth round pick, which is pretty typical to what I've been seeing in a lot of my drafts. So wide receiver number 27 last season, playing in 13 games. He had 15 PPR points per game, ranking 18th at wide receiver though. So when he was healthy, he was really balling out. His numbers were looking very good. 93 total targets last season, 7.2 per game, 34th at wide receiver, which is should be no surprise to anyone considering the Atlanta Falcons were the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL last season. 63 total receptions, 4.8 per game, 30th at wide receiver. He had 866 receiving yards, 66.6 per game, 30th at wide receiver, five red zone receptions, 42nd at wide receiver. He had seven total tutties, 13th at wide receiver, and a 17.7% target share in the Atlanta Falcons offense, 55th at wide receiver. But I think that number is going to go up now that Mohamed Sanu is obviously going to be gone for the whole entire season. Now, why do I really believe that Calvin Ridley is going to be a breakout candidate? So I said all of his stats. I really think those stats are very good for a guy pretty much in his second year in the NFL, but I think he really takes a big, big leap this season. I personally believe that this Atlanta Falcons offense is still going to be passing the ball pretty much as many times as they did last season. Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator, loves loves, loves to sling the goddamn rock. He throws the pigskin all over the goddamn field, and Matt Ryan can easily do it. Now, there is this theory that I've created called the Matty Ice Theory. He has a good year, then a great year. Good year, great year. Good year, great year. Good year talking like the fucking blimp. Great year talking like potentially MVP candidate talking about top three, top five fantasy football quarterbacks. So we had a good year last year. This year is going to be Matt Ryan's great season. I think Calvin Ridley is a big, big, big benefactor of that. So if we look at his stats last season, after Mohamed Sanu ended up leaving to go to the New England Deflatriots, in split is the first seven games of the season where Mohamed Sanu was healthy, and or not even healthy because he was just there, and then the last six games were without Mohamed Sanu. So in the first seven games with Sanu, he averaged 10.83 points versus once Sanu was gone, 14.95. 12.9 PPR points per game versus 17 
Now, you might wonder, Nick, why are these numbers really rising? It's due to the fact that the target number was rising, like the amount of lube and tissues I've had to buy during this quarantine. His targets went from 6.29 to 8.17, which resulted, obviously, in more receptions because the guy has good hands, going from 4.14 to 5.67 per game. Now, his touchdowns did end up regressing, but I'm not going to go ahead and put too much weight onto that because it was 0.57, and then it falls down to 0.5, and then the receiving yards go from 53 per game to 82.17 per game. So his out-of-split projections would have him at 1,315 total receiving yards last season without Mr. Muhammad Sanu, which I think is entirely possible for the 2020 fantasy football season. I think that this guy is really going to tear it up. The real only difference between the team last year and this year is obviously after Muhammad Sanu left. We're talking about that team. They replaced Devontae Freeman with another injury-prone running back in Todd Gurley, and then they bring in, they replace Austin Hooper with Hayden Hurst. So it's pretty much the whole same offense. I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a monster season in 2020. He is probably the easiest wide receiver to see a breakout season coming because a lot of people saw it coming last year, but that injury kind of held it back and Mohamed Sanu being there also did. But after Sanu left, obviously I just talked about his numbers. He was looking very, very good. So next guy to talk about here is Hollywood, Marquise Hollywood Brown, FFPC ADP 74.87, Baltimore Raven, obviously five foot nine, 100 and 66 pounds, cousins of Mr. AB, Mr. Big Chest, and also Mr. Whole Lot of Money, Antonio Brown's cousin, Hollywood Brown. So the Baltimore Ravens, obviously a super fucking electric offense to be on. Right now, coming off the board is the 30th wide receiver, pick 70, and a sixth round pick. Now, last year, he was one of the hottest waiver wire pickups you've ever seen. After week one, the guy absolutely just bends over the Miami Dolphins. He gives them the good old one-two Mayweather, and then people are really buying into him, and then he kind of died down after that hype, finished as wide receiver number 46 in 2019, playing in 14 games. He had 10.5 PPR points per game, 49th at wide receiver. He had 71 total targets, 5.1 per game, 59th at wide receiver, 46 total receptions, 3.3 per game, 54th at wide receiver, 584 receiver yards 41.7 per game 56 that wide receiver he had nine red zone receptions 13th a wide receiver seven total touchdowns 13th a wide receiver and 18.9 percent target share in that baltimore ravens offense 44th at wide receiver now while those numbers don't scream off the board tell you hey you need to draft hollywood brown the real breakdown is what makes me want to draft Hollywood Brown. Now, obviously, he suffered a couple injuries in the season to only play 14 total games, but when he was healthy, he was very good, but he's a very volatile player. He'll have one week where he blows up and one week where he's kind of shit, but I think that kind of finds its place this season. I think the Baltimore Ravens offense is not going to be able to run the ball as much as they did last season. Obviously, last year, they were tearing it up just running the ball, and then the Tennessee Titans figured out, hey, if you make Lamar Jackson, you know, not run out of the pocket and then not be super run heavy, Lamar Jackson kind to falter so I think they're gonna have to pass the ball more and what does that mean Hollywood Brown is going to have to get involved right now Hollywood Brown is the number one wide receiver on that offense actually the real number one is Mark Andrews because he's the tight end that Lamar Jackson really looks at on every single play but Hollywood Brown will be there Hollywood Brown is a deep down the field threat a fucking burner if he's your stove he's on the seven out of seven on the heat scale this guy is fast as fuck 
and he is going to be a huge benefactor of this Baltimore Ravens offense this year. I think he really takes a step up after his rookie season last year. As a rookie, the guy had a bunch of games that you would say that he was looking like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So if we look closely at his games, like I said, he was very, very volatile. Week one against the Miami Dolphins, like I said, he just absolutely bent him over, tore him a new asshole, 30.7 PPR points, fifth at wide receiver, and then he goes to be the 22nd best wide receiver, and then he drops 6.9 points week three, very nice, and goes 65th, and then he's the 60th best wide receiver, then he crawls back up, he's looking okay, 32nd best wide receiver, and then he's the 51st best wide receiver, and then he boosts back up to 14th, and then he kind of takes a shit again, 72nd, and then becomes the best, or one of the best, number nine, and then he shits the bed again, 107, 92nd, and then 30th, 1.6 points per points in one game, 100th, and then 82nd. So he's clearly going up and down. He doesn't even have any hot streaks. Like, he plays, like, two good games in a row, then shits the bed. Has one good game, then shits the bed. So he's very, very volatile of a player. But like I said, I think that volatility comes more close to the ground this season. I think we see a much better Hollywood Brown coming into his sophomore season. Obviously, him and Lamar Jackson have a great connection. He has great hands. And maybe, just maybe, the Baltimore Ravens bring in his cousin, Antonio Brown, even though I don't think that is what's going to happen. I really think Hollywood Brown has that potential to be the breakout guy this season. There's not really many names around Hollywood Brown. There's Devin DuVernay. There is Willie Sneed, but those guys aren't really big names. Willie Sneed's just an average wide receiver. I think Hollywood Brown has the talent to be the big man on the offense. I think if we see him get an increase in routes, like we saw him, he had only had six routes week one and blew up. His route number were going around like 10 to 15 per week. I think if we see him more 20 to 25 routes per week, we could see him really tear it up in 2020. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Like I said at the beginning of the video, it's free, and I hope you've enjoyed the content thus far. I put a lot of whole lot of work into all of these videos just to make sure that you guys get a good, decent, not even a good, decent video. It's a fucking amazing video every single goddamn day. And if you guys would like to check out my draft guide, that's also linked down below on Patreon. So the third player here to talk about is Decaf Metcalf, DK Metcalf, wide receiver of the Seattle Seahawks, 57 0.29 FFPC ADP, 6 foot 3, 228 pounds. His workout metrics are one of a beauty. 99th percentile 40 yard dash, 4.33. 99th percentile speed score, 97th percentile burst score, 4th percentile agility score, and a 91st percentile catch radius and 100th percentile of fucking jacked. Everyone's seen that picture of DK Metcalf standing there looking like a goddamn beast. The guy is fucking shredded like some Mexican cheese you put on your taco after or after you fucking cook it because i like to put the cheese on after have it melt nice on my taco but going not talking about food dk metcalf is a fucking beast an absolute unit of a man so dk metcalf last year coming in as a rookie uh, right now he's coming off the board as wide receiver number 21 a 51st pick in your draft and round numero five wide receiver number 33 last season playing in all 16 games he had 11.6 PPR points per game, game, ranking 41st at wide receiver. He had 100 total targets, 6.2 per game, 30th at wide receiver, 58 receptions, 3.6 per game, 36th at wide receiver, 900 total receiving yards, 56.2 per game, 28th at wide receiver, 6 red zone receptions, 33rd at wide receiver, 7 total tutties, 30, or 13th at wide receiver, and a 20.3% target share in that Seahawks offense, 38th at wide receiver. So DK Metcalf was a guy coming into the league most people kind of hated because his three-cone drill, he was looking like he was a child. He can't run around and do that three-cone drill. 
he just can't make any cuts. So a lot of people are thinking, hey, this guy can only go deep down the field. That's all he is. He's a deep down the field that he's an end zone threat. Turns out the guy can actually make some moves and run some crispy routes. It's just the thing is back at Ole Miss where you Peyton Manning used to play. DK Metcalf, the coaching just didn't believe in him, I guess. Or they probably believed in him because he was fucking beast in college. But they didn't believe in him enough to make him give him these complicated routes. But Pete Carroll doesn't give a goddamn fuck. He's going to chew his gum and let DK Metcalf run wild out there. Obviously, the downside with DK Metcalf is that the Seattle Seahawks are a run first offense. Pete Carroll loves to run the ball unless they're on the one yard line in the Super Bowl. In that case, let's give it to Russ and let him throw an interception so that the Patriots can win another fucking Super Bowl. Fuck you, Pete Carroll, for making that decision. But DK Metcalf can still eat in this situation. Him and Tyler Lockett are going pretty much bike to bike in these drafts, going back to back Michael Jordan 96 97. Literally every single time Lockett comes off the board, you see Metcalf come off the board. Every single time Metcalf gets picked, you see Lockett come off the board like three picks later. They go right next to each other in every single draft. These guys are both going to have very, very good seasons. Personally, I believe Tyler Lockett is the safer type of pick, but I do believe DK Metcalf really does have some immense upside this season. I really think that DK Metcalf could have a great season. If we look at DK Metcalf last year, he was a very efficient wide receiver. So looking at that, obviously 15.5 yards per reception, ranking 16th at wide receiver as a rookie. He's obviously a deeper down the field kind of threat, but when he does get the ball, he's at a 9.0 yards per target, 29th at wide receiver. So he's turning those plays, obviously, the kind of targets into deeper type of targets because the guy gets the ball and he runs through people's faces. 1,376 air yards, ranked 23rd at wide receiver, and an 82% catchable target rate, 24th at wide receiver. That's a huge bonus for a guy like DK Metcalf. That necessarily doesn't tell you the tale of how good DK Metcalf is. It's how good Russell Wilson is. He is one of the more accurate passers in the NFL passing him the ball. A guy that has won a Super Bowl before and a guy who wants to win another Super Bowl. And how is he going to do that? It's getting the ball into DeCalf Metcalf's hands. Now the final wide receiver of this video that I think can really be a breakout in 2020 is Anthony Miller. Now he's more of a sleeper. He's going deeper into the drafts. But I think we could see Anthony Miller have a tremendous season into 2020. His age is 25.8 years old. He's a Chicago Bear. 5'11", 201 pounds. His workout metrics go as follow. 48th percentile, 40-yard dash with a 4.55. 91st percentile, or 39th percentile speed score. 86th percentile burst score. 85th percentile agility score. And a 75th percentile catch radius for Anthony Miller. His best comparable player is Victor Cruz. So I wonder how Anthony Miller's salsa game is. So looking at Anthony Miller right now coming off the board as the 53rd wide receiver in your draft. Pick 135 round numero 12 wide receiver number 56 last season in 2019 playing in all 16 games he had eight ppr points per game 70th at wide receiver 85 targets 5.3 per game 44th at wide receiver 52 total receptions 3.2 per game 43rd at wide receiver 653 receiving yards or 656 receiving yards 41.0 per game 49th at wide receiver five red zone receptions 42nd at wide receiver two total touchdowns ranking 75th at wide receiver and a 15 percent target share in that chicago bears offense ranking 72nd at wide receiver. So looking at the most important thing about Anthony Miller, besides the other important thing about Anthony Miller, which is the quarterback change, there is no way in fuck Mr. Mitchell Trubisky, kissing titties Trubisky, is going to be the starting quarterback of this team. We all know 9-inch Nick Foles is going to mosey on there, put his cock onto the table, and they're instantly going to start him. And the other important thing is going to be 
Anthony Miller stats because in games over a 50% snap share, which is the in-split numbers if you're looking on the screen, which is 12, out of split is four games without a 50% snap share. Out of split, he was looking terrible. When he wasn't getting 50% of the snaps, he was god-awful. Four games, 0.92 half PPR points per game, 1.3 PPR points per game, 0.75 receptions per game, 1.5 targets per game, 5 yards per game, and zero total touchdowns. This guy was absolutely fucking atrocious when you're not putting him out there for obvious reasons. Matt Nagy is a goddamn idiot half the time, but that guy's gonna have to figure it out. He's gonna have to turn that visor around and shine his bald fucking head and realize that he needs to give David Montgomery the ball and that he needs to use Anthony Miller more. In the 12 games he played with over a 50% snap share, he was looking very solid. 8.32 half PPR points per game and 10.36 PPR points per game. So his numbers were really deflated like Tom Brady's balls by the fact that he wasn't getting enough usage in multiple games. He had 6.58 targets in those games. That is a huge target number for a guy that is the second wide receiver on the team, and I really think this is why we could see him break out, especially with a more accurate passer in 9-inch Nick Foles. 4.08 receiving or receptions per game with .17 touchdowns per game. I think those touchdowns really rise. If we see the Bears have a much better season in 2020 like I believe they will, in 2019 they were coming off that amazing year in 2018, and they kind of really really had a big falter like that double doink in the playoffs against the Eagles 52.83 receiving yards per game in split so all Matt Nagy has to figure out is how to get Anthony Miller the ball and I think when that happens not even figure out again the ball just figure it out how to get him on the field and he will make his place noted he will make the fact that you can see him on the field noted the guy is a beast just make sure to use him Matthew Nagy, please fantasy football God. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying it at any point, please make sure to slap that subscribe button down below. Beat that shit up. Have a great rest of your day. I love you motherfuckers so much. Check out the draft guide, and I'll see you beauties tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. Good boy.